Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to Opinion or Opportunity. I am your host, Don Gringo, and it's good to have you back. So today we're going to have a little fun. We're going to go over a few things. I want to go over, uh, obviously, Joe Biden. Um, He's like the gift that keeps on dreaming for any content creator. Gotta be, gotta be honest, man. That guy's got more gaffes than uh, I can't tell you who. Uh, we're gonna definitely get into uh, Joe Biden here now. Again, I'm an independent-minded um, thinking person, um, and I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna go into my Twitter feed and my Parler feed and, and show you some of the uh, stuff that I get um, and from the sources I get it from. Um, I don't want anyone to ever think that I am biased one way or the other. I mean. If you're just going to say stupid stuff and stupid shit, then you just might as well um, get called on it, right? And that's anybody and everybody. So we're going to get into a little bit of that. I want to go over this uh, controversy, too, about the cuties thing. Um, obviously, that's a, a pretty big thing. I want to get into that as well. Um, I think it's only fair. Uh, that's a pretty hot topic, and there's a good reason why. I think that's one of those issues and topics that uh, I've said in the past that I think that we can all come together on certain things. And I think this is one of them. You know, I don't care how you want to slice. I think this is one of them. We're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, I want to get into Trump uh, a little bit on his Nobel Peace Prize thing. Um, that's kind of like a contradiction in, a, in some forms and fashions, if I can say. Um, also want to get into Oregon. Um, it's been a little bit since we talked about the uh, Portland riots and what have you. There's a lot obviously going on there. Um, but I think there's a lot to get into. So like I've always said in the past and, and said in the future, I'm going to hit the alarm. This is your chance. I probably will offend you. And if I do, I'm sorry, not really. But this is your chance. Time for you to go. get into this um gonna show some stuff gonna go over it so joe biden had um you know his little stump there in michigan and he called out and he's trying to basically do what trump did and he's gonna try and take that economic platform away uh i kind of i found the speech kind of uh funny because i called it earlier uh, on my podcast and uh for those of you who are watching me on youtube now i do have a podcast that podcast is opinion or opportunity i am on most um major platforms for for podcasts so i would definitely have you reach out um i do break down these videos into the full length that you're seeing now and i uh, break them down in shorter clips because god knows not everyone wants to look at this ugly mug for all that time so um i i admit that you probably want to get out to the podcast listen to the podcast while you're doing your work your housework or whatever you want um i'm not expecting you to 100 percent agree with me i do want you to reach out you can definitely reach out to me uh the best ways are on the twitter or on the parlor again that's opinion or opportunity and you can also reach out to me as well via email if you have something to say i don't mind uh 
having a uh, conversation and putting it on the air and uh, you know, going over it with anybody. So that email is opinion.opportunity at gmail. So let's get into it. So I want to get into Joe Biden, the gas, the speeches, the things um, I called on. No, earlier I said uh, in my podcast and I believe in the other video as well that you know, Joe Biden is no leftist. Everyone knew he wasn't a leftist. He was just assuming it to win the nomination and to move on. And I think this last stump he did out in Michigan really proved it. You know, now he's trying to do this pro-America, pro this, pro that, trying to get away from globalization, going to impose taxes. And he's claiming only on the, the rich. But, you know, let's face it, you know, he's talking people who are making $400,000 plus. But if you're making money, you know how to move the money and move the money out of the country to where you're not paying taxes, you know. We've seen presidents in the past pull this whole thing of, oh, it's only for the rich. And the next thing you know, the rich move their money. And then, well, he's got to come up with that number, that, that number he's looking to get over the decade, which I think it was like $3 trillion or ten, you know, whatever stupid number I mentioned last time it was. But it's got to come from somewhere, right? That's the bottom line. If he's, if he's really pushing for this, it's got to come from somewhere. So let's take a really look at what he's done. So he went out in there in the Trump's uh, stumping uh, for the president's, you know, his presidency. And uh, I got I to gotta say, now he's going to put taxes on companies who don't build stuff here, that they build them out of mm-hmm. country and then resell them. Well, it's, I know as my as a private business owner, uh, I can tell you that you can't make stuff in this country and resell it uh, easily. It's not cost effective. So he's going to put uh, no tax penalties on those companies. And then um, obviously those who are building something somewhere else and shipping them in. And he's going to give tax breaks, of course. Right. We're going to give tax breaks to other other companies who uh, move their stuff from offshore into country. No, it all sounds good. We've heard this uh, pitch before. The problem is, again, when you give tax breaks to these big companies and what have you, you know, again, that money's got to come from somewhere. I mean, let's face it. The American people are the people who get the refunds. Companies don't get refunds. So he's going to need to get his money from somewhere. So uh, I think we need to start watching our pocketbooks. But it was pretty funny, you know, when it came into this, he's, he's pushing for all this stuff. And, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats, you know, are the ones that after Bill Clinton, you know, fully endorsed and fully went for NAFTA. You know, and here we are, you know, I pulled up the video. So let's, I mean, understand this too. This is CNN, and I really knocked the hell out of CNN because they are like mainstream media. They, they throw cotton candy questions at Biden and, and Kamala all the time. I was actually impressed to see a question answered. So um, I, I, I want to play it, and then we'll, we'll go into it. Something else he did is he renegotiated NAFTA. He did. He renegotiated NAFTA. Now, when you ran for president and when Barack Obama ran for president, you both said you would renegotiate NAFTA. You didn't. He did. Nancy Pelosi said that the USMCA, which President Trump signed into law, is a, quote, victory for America's workers. Does it was. he deserve credit for that? No, I think, remember, he didn't, he wasn't the one that pushed that particular one that passed. The House amended. <laughs> NAFTA would have never been, never been redone if it wasn't for Donald Trump. So I don't care what um, version of NAFTA was agreed upon by Congress. I really don't care. Um, You didn't do it. And this is CNN, by the way. I I really don't like CNN, but this is CNN actually asking him the question. But let's see if they call him out on it. The bill. 
amended the bill, so he couldn't. He well, signed I, it. By the way, it's a big deal, though. Here's what he, they amended. He was giving pharma a way out, giving them a gigantic break, just like he's doing now with pharma. If you, they're building plants overseas and getting tax, tax breaks for it. That's what it was about with him. And okay. they said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. He renegotiated NAFTA and you didn't, is the point. I mean, because we had a Republican Congress that wouldn't go along with us renegotiating it. But that- not the whole time, right? That's the truth. You know, you didn't have this whole thing the whole time where no one would have renegotiated NAFTA in order to benefit the the American you know population. I don't think there uh, any Republicans would have you know not jumped on that bandwagon um, that would have brought more jobs back into the U.S. I mean, let's face it: uh, when it comes to the Republicans, they're they're all about uh, money and power, and if it's going to do more money and bring more power to the United States and its citizens and make them look better. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that one, but let's finish this one up. Doesn't he deserve some credit for that? It's better. The USMCA is better than NAFTA. It is better than NAFTA, but look what they So it's, it's better than NAFTA. That, that's it. That, that's the whole thing. So at the end of the day, you know, the one thing that Donald Trump does do better, and I think, you no, know, it's the only th- credit that he gets is the economy. I mean, he's better at the economy and he's going to be better at the economy than Joe Biden. Um, it's it's just a fact of life. Let's face it. I mean, Joe Biden hasn't built anything. He's a career politician, 47 years in politics. And the guy hasn't built a goddamn thing. He's got two major bills underneath his name and one of them he's running from. I mean, that's the truth of it. That's the, that's the truth. He's running from a bill that he got passed to put more, you know, more minorities and African-Americans away than anybody else. So, so sadly, you get this one wrong. So let's, let's move on. So Joe Biden, just, he, he's a gaffe machine. Uh, I, he's, just, he's just so fun, so fun to watch and, and listen to. I mean, what he's thinking about this latest jobs report call the leaders together in the Oval Office. Call the leaders together in the Oval <laughs> I mean, the Office. I can't talk right. Working people, white, black, brown, Latino. As I've said many times, I'll say again, these folks are the backbone of America. Backbone. Backbone. You hear that? They're the backbone. This guy can't be president, man. He can't talk to the American people. Can you imagine him talking, you know, to an overseas delegation? I mean, they're just going to shake their head. I mean, they shake their head at Trump, and I get it. But the guy can't even speak English, and it's his primary language. It's a problem. I mean, let's continue. And after six months in the pandemic, we're less than halfway back to where we were with one 11 million, 11.5 million Americans. I mean, I don't. You can't get statistics right. I, I don't get it. I mean, me neither. I, I just. I don't get you, Joe. It, it, anyway, I, it, it's it, it's hard to respond to something so idiotic. Stupidity is a learned behavior that should be corrected by excruciating pain and sometimes death, death, death. You know, it's hard to say that to him because, man, the guy's got one leg in the grave anyway. When you listen to him talk and you're looking at him now. I mean, it's just, oh, my God. I mean, he just keeps going. Uh, I just I just don't get it. I mean, maybe he needs someone's hair to sniff. He better get one of his aides out there so he can sniff some hair and grope some women. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, 
what, 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 what's the problem? You, Joe. I mean, you? nothing. Yes, you. Nothing. Yes. It's almost obsequious. I mean, anyway, I, uh. He doesn't get anything out. I mean, what the hell is he talking about there? Is this a conversation he's having in his head? I mean, and get this. This is September 5th. I mean, we're only talking like a week ago, guys. I mean, this is like, oh, my God. So where's he going to be in November? And and Trump claims that, you know, he's taking drugs to make himself better. But I don't know if this is better. I mean, I'm, I know I shouldn't be laughing. He's a former vice president of the United States, and I get it. But at some point, don't you know when it's time to quit? You know, and that's the problem here. I think don't think most people really understood this. You know, uh, Barack Obama was really backing Kamala Harris. He really was. And, you know, in Iowa and New Hampshire, she was coming in last after spending like 10 million plus dollars and she was failing. So when this came up and they saw Bernie Sanders might win, that's when, you know, Barack Obama, when we look at the time frame, propped up Joe Biden. And guess who his running mate is? Kamala Harris. I mean, if you can't see the writing on the wall here, we got a problem. So Joe's not really running for president. He's just he's just the avatar. He's going to be the puppet, the string, no, the marionette where the strings are being pulled. But I, I just got to finish listening to this. I mean, this is just incredible. I told him about the story. Am I violating social distancing here? Walking up, I guess I am. Yes, Joe, I'm watching Sorry. you violating social distancing. There's a lot of folks who thought that well, the president's made great strides with his this. This and his, you know, law and order strides here. Did you hear that? Uh, law and order strides. Bro, he's doing better than you. He's calling out the rioters. He's now deputized and made uh, the office up there, you know, federal. So now that they can actually rest and prosecute. I mean, yes, he's making strides, especially in the last week. Things are calming down. So I don't know where the hell you're coming from, Joe, because you still haven't called out the rioters and said, hey, listen, guys, I know you want me to win and you want Trump to lose, but maybe you should stop. It's incredible. That boy, after his convention, he really, really made inroads. He hasn't. Not at all. He hasn't. Well, you know, Joe, that's because maybe uh, he didn't have this to win but to lose i think you're really one that's got to make inroads because you know you're losing the minority vote african-american vote is at least up at least nine points and donald trump's favor and let's face it all the polling numbers in previous elections already said that if a republican party gets to 20 percent african-american vote um yeah you're screwed democrats will be screwed forever you know, and I think it's it's a good thing that's happening now is that people are finally coming to realize, you know, I'm watching these numbers and I'm feeling more and more comfortable every day that people are finally coming to their, their senses and figuring out, you know what, I'm an individual. I should think like one. You know, and he's over here whispering, who the hell, can, you're there to give a speech and you're whispering. No one's paying attention to you, Joe. It's crazy. No, I'm not serious. I, I mean, it should give you a little bit of confidence. We got to, for example... Why in God's name don't we teach history in history classes? A black man invented the light bulb. Not a that was the best gaffe. And again, not a fan of, of CNN, but, but here it is, right? CNN, no, 
a black man didn't invent the light bulb, but Lewis Howard Latimer made it better. Right there, September 4th, 2020. And again, I am not a fan. They are not, CNN is not, I, I watch them, I follow them, um, just because I got to see what they're saying. I mean, they've become such an like uh, tabloid thing that I just, it's more entertaining. But to finally actually come out and be like, Listen, you got to cut it out. You're lying here. Finally, I feel like CNN is starting to maybe turn this around because I think they're starting to see if, if this election doesn't go again the, the way they want it to, there's going to be problems in the next four years for them when dealing with the White House. So they're actually, I think, starting to look at this going, maybe, just maybe, we need to look at this. So again, I think CNN here, they did it a little bit better. They, they called them out and said, no, you're wrong. Let's, let's do this. Now, I don't think there's anyone who would contest that this guy didn't make the filament better, that Latimer didn't make it better. But making something better doesn't mean you were the first to make it. That's what inventing is. You know, it, it's creating something new. You created, you invented it, right? No one, I mean, seriously, if someone makes know a better Facebook doesn't mean they invented Facebook. I mean, let's, let's be realistic about it. So again, I, I gotta, I gotta go with CNN on here. Um, I'm happy to see them back into, uh, the fight on this one. Um, it, it was good. It was good to see, but Joe Biden's gaffes are, are just incredible here. I mean, and it's, it's, it's just lying. And this guy has never told anything, the truth in his life. Well, let's continue. A white guy named Edison. Okay, there's so much. Did anybody know before what was recently? Donald Trump and Betsy DeVos haven't Secretary DeVos haven't stepped up. Haven't sexually start talking to the congressional leaders in both parties. Invite them to the office. I got I got to play that again. Did you hear sexual? Let's try this again. Donald Trump and Betsy DeVos haven't Secretary DeVos haven't stepped up. Haven't sexually. Good thing, because if I had to pick Miss Ross over uh, Miss Trump, um, yeah, Miss Miss Ross is out. Just saying, Joe. Maybe, and maybe you were trying to make that distinction. I I don't know, but woo, Joe, you got it. You got to get over yourself. Hasn't anyone really just looked at this guy and just? Cállate, cállate la boca, por favor, por favor. Shut the fuck up, Joe. Just shut up. Go back to the basement, bro. You were doing better when you were in the basement. You just got to be quiet. Let Kamala talk. Let Kamala talk. She's going to be doing all the talking later anyway, so just let her talk. At least she's got something more substantive to, to, to be able to deal with. At least she's competent enough to at least form sentences. Let her talk. Let's finish this. And start talking to the congressional leaders in both parties. Invite them to the Oval Office. The Oval Office. And stop. Let's invite all of Congress to the Oval Office. I'm sure he has congressional leaders in his office all the time. Actually, let me rephrase that. Probably not. Nancy doesn't want to go there. Schumer doesn't want to go there. They're not winning, so they, they don't want to go there. I mean, in all honesty, that's, 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 that's the truth of it. So... They're out. They're not going. So I guess it's a one-sided conversation, right, Joe? Like the one you have in your head. Your boast about never being seen to what you, you, know, you can do anything. You're, you, you always talk about your ability to negotiate. 
But this administration seems to think it's all, all of a sudden going to go away, like angel dust is going to be sprayed around. Everything's going to be okay. Maybe Trump's right. Maybe he's on drugs. This guy's out there talking angel dust. PCP. What the fuck, Joe? Just go in the back, snort a line or something. Make yourself feel better. Get focused. Get yourself an energy drink. Something. I mean, you walk around and all you want to say is, Ah, caray. Ah, caray, motherfucker. Just put someone put a gag on him. Seriously. I just don't get it. Do you None really feel safer do. under Donald Trump? I do. Yeah. COVID is... T- yeah, I do. You want to know why? Build back up the military that you and the Barack Obama helped destroy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know those same vets you keep claiming he hates? Man, he's gotten the VA under control. More vets were dying under your watch. You're in Barack Obama's watch than any other watch. Wow. I just did a podcast. If anyone wants to listen to it, just did the podcast. Had my friend Sarge in here. Sarge has a lot of medical conditions related to the military. And he went from six to eight months waiting down to two to four worst case scenario, six weeks, not six months, Joe. Not that many people are dying, Joe, on on the VA healthcare anymore. Man, this guy has got to go away. And this is the problem. It's not that I want to see Donald Trump elected, but boy, this is what you gave me. This is this is this is my better option, right? I mean, this is my better option. This is no September gas, right? This is this is Joe Biden doing September gas. We're 13 days in and he's straight faced lying about who invented the light bulb and blah, blah, blah. I mean, and the guy can't form sentences. So in two months, where is he going to be? I mean, I think after the election, if he doesn't win, they're probably going to stick his ass in a nursing home and just everyone needs to forget him. He had, He's the one that had the stroke. Let's just forget about him because this is horrendous. Well, we only got like, you know, 20 seconds off this. Let's see what else stupid he has to say. Taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. The guy just can't talk. And if you look at the other gas, and this one didn't come up, he he he, he was in that uh, Michigan uh, speech he was giving, and he was like, oh, I carry this card around with me, and I have all the death toll numbers of the vets and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? He then mistakenly turned around and quoted Michigan coronavirus and death rates and not military. And this is, this is what I'm telling you. Joe Biden's not running for president. The people who are working for him suck. These are the people who are running for the presidency, really. This is the people who are going to control the, the country, but yet they can't give a man a card to speak from that has accurate numbers when the man's talking. I mean, he straight up lies, right? I mean, we, we know that. So here's, here's another thing. You know, this is great. I, you know, we found this out a couple of weeks ago. I talked about it in the podcast, you know, I think a couple of sessions ago. But I really got to get into this. This is just just crazy. Um, this is Joe Biden back in 87. This is the same man. He does the same shit. So we know he plagiarized earlier, um, and whatnot have you, but this is back in 1987. So we're not saying at the beginning of his career, but you're in the middle of your career, you know, you should be a little polished by then. I mean, shit, by that time, Joe, you've been in politics, you no, know, 20 years, roughly 70s, almost 20, almost 20 years here, buddy. 
Trump's been in, what, three years? And you'd think you'd be better polished, a little bit more honest with your constituents. So this is a good one. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 823 credits. Biden, now. When I said in my previous podcast that the smartest people in the country don't run for politics, I must have been lying. I must have been lying, right? I mean, this guy is like, whew, so overquiet. This this guy should be the one who invented Microsoft and everything else. I mean, the way his man talks and wants to sell you this bullshit and pander to you, like you ain't going to fact check him. And by the way, this is 1987, right? This is 1987. He got he did this. But let's just go. Let's just continue. Al concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named Outstanding Political Science Student in college. Wow. Really, Joe? You think we bought that bullshit? You really think we bought that bullshit? That that is amazing to think that you think we bought that bullshit. It's incredible. I have all these degrees. Starting to sound like Donald Trump. There's nothing I don't know, nothing I can't do. I'm the smartest person alive. Right? Seriously week says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Joseph Newsweek is right, and his memory had failed him back in 1987. You think this person... You think this person right here, this is the guy for you. His memory started failing him in 1987, people. And he became vice president. Good job, Barack. Just got to put it out there. All right, let's move on. Got to move on. Truly, truly got to move on. So let's get into, uh, you know, Nobel Peace Prize, Donald Trump. Really, I'm... Just astounded. Um, how how do I put this? This is kind of a this is kind of a tough one, right? Uh, I'll take this one from from Fox News. Um, it's just a, a highlighting uh, title we really want to discuss with you here. But Trump gets a second nomination for, for the Nobel Peace Prize after Serbia Kosovo deal. So he, here's the thing with with Donald Trump and um, the Nobel Peace Prize. So it's kind of a contradictory thing, but in all honesty, I think Trump has probably been better when it comes to um, trying to stop stuff before it starts and whatnot have you. Um, he's very proactive president. Even when he's wrong, he's proactive. He's active. He's just, I'm going to do it and then I'll fix it type of guy. And, you know, it maybe works from in business. I get it. But let's face it. I mean, the guy turned around and... Uh, he crossed. He crossed the, the DMZ. I mean, not no other president was willing to do it, right? I mean, truly. I mean, he, he did. I'm not saying it was the, the thing to do. Um, I'm just saying that he did it. 
Yeah, I didn't see Barack Obama or Bill Clinton. No one else is is making that kind of headway to try to stop something from happening. There, we just want to keep our military on the DMZ. You know, we want to keep this armistice. You know, seriously. And then, you know, Trump has been pulling out of the Middle East as as much as possible, um, and doing it at a much faster rate than most presidents have. So, I, I guess I just I can't see. Uh, and of course, pulling out and, and out of Europe too, and strategically planning troops um, just to keep allies happy. I mean, and to keep a presence. So I'm not saying he's out there and he's a Jimmy Carter. I'm, I'm not saying that. But I want to say, since Jimmy Carter, he's probably been the best we've had in a long time. So does should he get a nod? Maybe should he win? I don't know. But there is such a thing as peace through strength, right? There is such a thing as peace through strength. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to to pinpoint this one. I'm not going to sit here and say he should, but I can't say that he shouldn't either. So we got to be very clear and upfront about that and honest about that, right? So let's let's move on. That that was that was pretty good. Uh, I don't know what to take. I'm ex- I'm excited to see how that comes out because that's just going to be more thing, more information, more stuff to create off of and. Oh my God! This this is like again the shit that keeps gifts that keep on giving. This is incredible, truly. So let's get into Oregon, uh, Portland protests. I want to have you. So obviously, you know, uh, as of September 11th, you know, a couple of days ago, um, you know, a lot of polls are coming out and showing that the Oregon voters are saying that in Portland the protests now do more harm than good. I mean, you know, about time. Um, about time, right? I mean, that's just, that's just me. Pinche bendejos. Bendejos everywhere. When I say about time, this should have been weeks, dumbasses. And and this is, this is one of those things, man. I really, <laughs> I really, I just, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sitting here and it's like, people want me to feel bad, but you voted these people in. You deserve it everything you get and when and it's bad i mean now now you know the outrage in portland is going to the fact that portland's now portland's mayor approval uh, rate plummets to 26 percent. yeah you're not getting reelected, bro you're not getting reelected. i highly doubt it. if you do i would just say let the the looters and the rioters continue because the people of Portland get what they deserve. That's just the bottom. That's just the bottom line. Seriously, if you're not willing to step up and do something, protect yourselves, protect your neighbors, protect your community because your politicians that you elect failed to do so, um, the fault is yours. Truly, the fault is yours. I don't feel bad for you. I cannot feel bad for you when you fail to do something on your own, which is correct the problem. Everyone should be calling for this guy to resign. They should be forcing this guy to resign. The city council, it should all be done. But these guys aren't smart enough to do it. So I guess you're going to continue getting what you deserve. And that's not me being mean. That's just me being truthful. Because you can't help people who won't help themselves. So we got to just move on. So... The other thing I really want to get into is uh, the Netflix movie Cuties. Such backlash on this man, and and so rightfully so. And I don't care that this is like a French film. This is fucking child pornography. 
You know, there's a lot of people right now calling for um, uh, people to look get the DAG, DOJ look into this, and rightfully so. I mean, if you just put in Google Netflix cuties controversies, I mean, they're just there. Ted Cruz, you no, know, put in a thing for call for an investigation. So many lawmakers have actually called for an investigation into this, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. If you don't believe it. You're wrong. You're a fucking pedophile. And if you think because you haven't watched it or you really haven't heard anything about it, you think I'm just being mean. They have 11 year old and younger girls twerking, dancing and skimpiest goddamn outfits. One girl, they're grabbing their crotches. Okay, I'm not lying. Grabbing their crotches and one girl actually pulls her panties out. Whatever you want to call the bottoms, takes a cell phone, takes a pic. And post it to the internet, like sort of like she's posting it to the internet. This is a movie. This is a fucking movie that people are trying to um, defend, like Vox. Seriously, I have Vox. I, 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 because I want to get all things outside of the conversation. This ain't art. This may be art in France, but this is not art in the United States. I'm sorry. Uh, this is like. Netflix is making so much money on pedophiles right now. It's like everyone's leaving Netflix who has any fucking common sense. And it's, no, they don't care because pedophiles are coming up. No, signing up. Just to watch that three-minute scene where, no, again, snapshot of the crotch. I mean, this is like glorifying, glorifying, (laughs) glorifying uh, sexuality in such a fashion. This is like one step from the pole. This is like one step from making pornographic movies. Right? Really, this is like back in the 80s and 90s when you watch, you know, Cinemax had that late night show. This is like Skinamax. This is like, whew. I mean, we're there, but with 11-year-old girls. And if, if, if you think that's okay, you're a fucking pedophile. Now, I'm sorry to swear so much, but seriously, seriously, this has got to stop. Hollywood... And the people who are in Hollywood, how many controversies, sexually related controversies, do we have to have before you dumb fucks get it through your head? I mean, Chris Evans just sent a fucking dick pic on Twitter and now people are defending him. I mean, what the fuck were you doing when you were like, mm, mm, let me send this dick pic, but uh, oh, that wasn't to the girl I wanted. <clears throat> that was to my Twitter feed. Really, bro? Next comes out the uh, sex tape, right? That's that's what's next. We're going to see Chris Evans' ass on, on the sex tape because, you know, he ain't making movies right now, so they got to make their money somewhere, right? They got to be relevant. Let me send a dick pic to Twitter, to my fans. This is Hollywood for you. And you guys make it okay. You, you go out there and, and uh, you think this is like, Fucking normal. You guys are making this normal. When that old saying is not enough bullets in the world for stupid people, there really isn't. Because you make this shit normal. I remember growing up as a kid, this shit was not normal. I remember that there was ratings for TV, this, that, and the other thing. You weren't, you just weren't allowed to do stupid shit like this. It was, un- if, if it wasn't 
legally wrong. It was morally wrong. And I don't know what happened to the morals in this country. And I'm not saying morals have anything to do with religion because I'm not a very religious person. Spiritual maybe, but not religious. But you got to know fucking right from wrong. And you got to be able to stand up for it. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. Truly, truly disgusting. So speaking about movies, though, I will say one good thing about movies. Uh, did actually go see a movie. And um, so pleasant, pleasantly, I'm a big movie buff. Pleasantly surprised. Not a Hollywood buff. I don't care about those people's personal lives. Personally, they could all just fall into the ocean and I'd be okay. But um, did went out and watch Tenant with my wife. And I will tell you that it was such a good I, I was pleasantly surprised after being deprived of date night with a movie and dinner and stuff with my wife i will tell you that a guy who used to go once twice a week to the movies um because i hate tv i would rather watch movies all day that i was extremely pleasantly surprised with tenant so you guys need to go see that you really do you either need to go see it or when it comes out you need to buy it that was a really good movie. And this is coming from a guy who's a sci-fi buff, uh, who's been a sci-fi buff forever. Uh, but this is not your normal storyline. It was very well done. Uh, from what I understand, and I may be wrong, but my wife was telling me it's like got the second biggest budget behind um, Titanic uh, because they didn't want all kinds of stupid CGI special effects. And I got to tell you that I, it, it was really outstanding. Uh, you didn't see that kind of stuff in this movie, and it was really outstanding, and it showed for it. So um, I would tell you to go out there. The cast did a great, great job, I think, for the most part. Um, I'm not a Patterson fan, but he did really well in that particular movie. I, I enjoyed him. Uh, it was very, very good. Um, all the main actors were very, very good. I cannot complain. Um, the only reason why I bring up uh, Patterson is because I'm a Batman fan, and I'm pretty scared of what he's going to do to my Batman character. I mean, um, you know, it is what it is. But I was he was better in, in this role and, and did it better than, say, Twilight. <laughs> all right, so let's move on. Um, you know, I just wanted to get into that. So obviously with me being a content creator or whatnot have you, there's a big difference um, when it comes into uh, social media and how it plays out, especially for me too. Um, and I think people need to really take a, a look at this. So a lot of people have Twitter, right? And Twitter's there. And, um, you know, I have CBS News, Amazon, Breitbart, you know, Buck Sexton. Again, he has another CBS News Daily Caller. Um, I'm not sure where this one whack out. No, this must be something someone's promoting. More CBS News, CNN, break, you know, breaking news, uh, CNN Politics, The Hill, NBC. You know, when you look at all this, I do want to say that Twitter probably has um, a lot more to offer right now than Pollard, but Pollard is really up and coming. I think the difference, too, is I think the community in Pollard is a little nicer, but it definitely is a more of a social, um, conservative social side than, it, than, say, than Twitter. And I also think it's better for uh free speech but it's but they call them out like for instance i just obviously looking mm -hmm. at pollard now and here's one you know governor gavin newsom signs bill reducing penalties for sodomy with minors yay you californians 
I mean, this is <laughs> you, you Californians. I swear to Christ, I can't wait till the fault fucking shakes, rattles, and rolls and drops you all in the goddamn ocean. And uh, for any Californians who are decent and good Californians, you need to get the fuck out because these, <laughs> I mean, these are the people you elect and these are the things they do. Um, that this is just this is just incredible. I mean, let's let. Gav, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a controversial bill into law Friday that will give judges greater discretion to decide whether adults who commit sodomy with minors should be placed on California's sex offender registry. So I can go fuck a 14 or 11 year old girl in the ass and you're telling me I might not end up on a sex offender's registration list? Are you kidding me? Nancy Pelosi's relative right there, everybody. That's Nancy Pelosi's relative right there. That is just fucking incredible. That is as of today, September 13, 2020. Oh, God. I'm telling you, man, I don't feel bad for you Californians. Let that goddamn state burn. Uh, you have that one kind of crazy ass political system in there where you know, Democrats are favored and they have it. Well, you know what? You get it. You get everything you fucking deserve. I swear to Christ. I think people don't understand this. You get what you deserve. Look at this nonsense. How can you make that okay? I mean, that's straight up. Ah, caray. That's straight up. Ah, caray. Ah, caray, motherfucker. Oh, my Lord. That's not even bullshit. I can't even press the bullshit button on this. This is the nonsense I'm talking about. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are, and I'm talking to you. If you hear me, you see me, whatever, I'm, I'm talking to you that this is one of those issues. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle or in the middle you fall. This should be something we all agree to. It's not okay to fuck a child in the ass. Can't say it any other way than that. This is not okay. If you think this is okay, the problem is you. You're a fucking pedophile, closet pedophile, wannabe fucking pedophile. The problem is you. Just saying. Wow. I mean, I can't even... This, I mean, <laughs> yeah, didn't see that in my Twitter feed, right? Washington Examiner, Gavin Newsom decides... See, all over parlor, Right? Of course, the two uh, deputies out in L.A. who got shot. Yeah, I saw that in my Twitter feed earlier. Someone was you know, laughing about it. That's the difference. Leftists and, and, and uh, Democrats on uh, Twitter, no problem laughing about something like that. You know, I, I just can't wait until the cops don't show up for you people no more. I just can't. I'm not saying that all cops are good. I'm not even going to lie about it. Now, I'm not even going to lie like I've never been arrested or nothing. Not even going to lie about it. But I still expect them to do their job. But for you people, I, I just hope that they think twice. Because you got to remember something. They don't have to respond. The Supreme Court ruled that they don't have to respond. You know? So I think these guys better really think twice. I mean, truly, truly think twice on this. Oh. Oh, here's, here we go. Here we go. There's another good one. This is a difference between you know, Twitter and 
Well, at least the L.A. mayor did something decent. Uh, Los Angeles mayor calls protests near hospital treating wounded deputies abhorrent. Well, at least someone's doing something. I mean, they are his police anyway, right? He's the mayor. Well, it might be good to say "Mm, this shit. This is bad. But again, big difference between Twitter. I mean, you go to Twitter. I mean, and it's nothing. Right. It's it's nothing. I mean, I just I'm I'm scrolling down and the hill. This one's the hill. Uh, L.A. Four minutes ago, L.A. mayor says uh, he would have uh, acted sooner if Trump hadn't downplayed the virus. He's full of shit. He's full of shit. Right. He's full of shit, but not the shooting. Right. So the hill's not reporting the shooting from four minutes. He's just reporting this. Right. Uh, This is just it's just fucking stupid. Let me see here. Can't I really can't do? I mean, I'm just—it's just, just scrolling down, and there's absolutely nothing, right? So wildfires, more wildfires. Not children getting fucked in the ass. Not the two deputies, right, who got shot, right? Nope. See here, fifty-five just signed in. New executive order to lower drug prices. Most favored nations will nation order will ensure that our country gets. To. So Trump just signed 55 minutes ago. It looks like an executive order to lower drug prices. My most favored, the most my most favored nation order will ensure that our country gets the same low price Big Pharma gives to other countries. <laughs> no other president did that. <laughs> right, like, right. I know it's an executive order, probably, but no other president did that. Right, not Obama, not right, not Clinton, not Bush. I mean, this guy, right? This is this is the guy we all love to hate, right? And he's the only one who's coming around and, and doing all this stuff. I mean, really, um, yeah. I just I'd love to hate him too, but I mean, he also does some really good stuff at times. I just don't get it. Oh. I just when you look at the difference in in feeds and what people are really talking about, I just I just don't care, right? To California CBS finally, right after I scrolled down a whole bunch of ways ten minutes ago, so CBS is is calling it out. That's that's good. I mean, it's just it's just a big thing. I really think people need to jump on the parlor. If you're on Twitter, you need to jump on the parlor. Because you're going to see a difference um, in the community. I think you're going to see a difference in what you actually get for news. Um, And it's going to be better in a lot of aspects. I'm not going to say it's as encompassing or as wide right now. But it's just just better. You know? Oh, here's another one. I got this. Oregon governor calls wildfires a wake-up call on climate change. No, lady... You're, th- those those Western states have been burning since the day I've been born. I'm sorry, I'm not. I got grease right on my chinny chin chin and my eyebrows and stuff like that. And I'm not the youngest person. I wasn't born last night. I don't even think I was born at night. But um, every every year there's wildfires, and no, I think in this one there was a gender reveal that you no know, started some of these fires and it's just you know what at the end of the day this is just another season some seasons are worse than others and that's just about about it you know i just can't can't give it to them 
So with everything that's going on in the world today, I think we just need to really bring it back down a notch. I think we really need to sit back um, and you really need to talk to each other and come to terms with that we all live in one country. Yes, the regions are different, but I think problem the problem here is we don't have a national identity. I mean, other than I should be saying we're all Americans, what? Right? Because we don't believe in the same things. I mean, we should, right? We should. We should have disagreements on how to get there, but we should uh, uh, believe in a lot of the same things. And I think that's part of the problem. Um, I think what really comes down to at the end of the day, uh, how do we get back to where we were? How do we bring it back, not to a beginning, uh, but we're get because we're getting too close to an end. And I know endings are something that are beginning of others, but and I know people don't change unless there's a lot of pain involved, and I get that. Um, pain is the great motivator of change. But we think we need to start. I I want to say looking at how we're causing the pain, who we're causing the pain to. Um, and, you know, when you're going to martyr people, martyr people who deserve being martyred, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, we're all not angels. I, I get that. Some of us less and some of us more. Um, I just have a hard time with the way things are panning out. You know, I get the BLM uh, movement towards police officers, bad police officers. I get it. And, and yes, because of some of the stuff they've done in the past, there's been some uh, quite a, sometimes a, quite a, a lot of bit of change when it comes to policing the communities. I get it. And I'm not saying Black Lives Matter didn't start off as a um, a good thing. I think it's you know, been hijacked like most major causes in life been hijacked. And I think the problem here is they let themselves get hijacked because there was money involved, right? The, the, great, the great evil, the great deceiver, money. Money's involved. I think we really need to turn around and, and, and take control of our lives and come together as a community. Um, yeah, police need to be held accountable, sure. Um, but you can't make police afraid to act either because then they ain't going to show up. And if they don't show up, they're not legally obligated to show up. So then what? You're going to be mad for what? That they didn't come out and shoot someone? Right? Because they didn't want to pull that trigger? Or they show up and they didn't pull the trigger and someone still died because they failed to act. I mean, you know, there's no right or wrong rhyme or reason. Again, and I have been in you know, trouble. I have been arrested. I've, I've done my stuff. And um, I'm not sitting there telling you I'm... Um, Ooh, we're standing back behind them. But, you know, you should in some aspects. And I still believe I should in some aspects because there's something to be said about order. You know, I don't think that we live in a perfect society. I don't think anyone's going to claim to that we live in a perfect society. But there is something to sit there and say that there's calm and order for you to do what you need to do to get ahead. Right. And, and I'm not saying you're out there doing dirty mm -hmm. stuff. I mean... Let's face it, there are people out there doing white-collar crimes and get away with doing their stuff. But just think about this. And I really want to leave it at this, but think about this for a second. What, what do you think is happening behind the scenes, right? With all this noise, 
with all this noise, right? And all this stuff of look at here, look at here, look at here. We're not coming together. We're not looking at it together. We're not doing this in an orderly fashion. What kind of dirty crap is the government doing behind our backs because our attention is focused somewhere else? Right? Nancy Pelosi didn't want to pass a stimulus bill for the people. Right? Now, here's the killer, kicker of it, right? And it's the killer of it, too. These people could have passed a partial bill or pulled out things out of the bill that they liked and passed a partial bill. Even though she didn't get her two or three trillion dollars, they could have done something for the American people. She didn't even want to do that. You know, at some point at the end of the day, you really need to look at who we have in leadership. And I know you want Trump to go. But what about Pelosi? She's letting people go hungry. There's people who lost their jobs and have no income. These $300 a week would have been better than nothing to maybe if they had children to feed their children or something, right? Or if they were forced to move in with relatives because they lost their job, at least help support themselves and someone else's health instead of being a burden. This is Pelosi. This isn't the first time the Democrats have pulled this because understand this. I started this off today with the economy and Joe and what have you. But in order for the Democrats to win and Bill Maher said it best, right, when he said that we sh- we, we need a recession. If there is a recession, the Democrats will get you know, the presidency and he hoped for it. Well, here we are. Thank you, Bill Maher. Right. Maybe it was your biggest wish that came true. But, and, and understand that, right? So they need this. They need your pain in order for you to do something, which is what they want you to do. So you're basically indentured to them. Do what we want or we won't fix it for you. You won't get paid. You're an indentured servant to Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats when they do this stuff. You're an indentured slave. I said the word. That's what you are. Because you're going to do what the massa wants or you don't get your goodies. People need to start thinking from themselves. I'm not saying Trump doesn't need to go. I think at some point, you know, if they would have put up somebody worthwhile, he would have gone. I don't know if he's going to be voted out. I mean, he's not very presidential, but he wasn't elected to be presidential. Um, He is a a proactive president. He does a lot of things, and he does a lot of things wrong, but at least he takes action. Um, It's a lot easier to damn him for what he's doing than damn him for what he's not, right? We've had a lot of presidents who just placated the population. Um, At the end of the day, you know, I think the American people are going to vote with their pocketbooks, I mean, let's face it, we all want to get paid. We want to take care of our families. We want to move forward. We want opportunities. And I don't want to have to be reliant on Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats who are going to pay me money. Give me my stipend. Give me my allowance. Seriously. I think there's a lot more people out there who would rather get back to work make more money than their allowance and not have to rely on the government and still be able to do what they choose to do. Because at the end of the day, that is 
what you are here for, right? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, right? Constitution behind me. That's what we're here for. You can't do it if you're under someone else's thumb. And understand this. Not uh, Democrats weren't always as bad as they are today. And Republicans weren't always as good as they want to appear to be today. We did this to ourselves. We're the only ones who can fix it. You really need to put that together. You really need to think about that. November's coming. Elections are going to, polls are going to open up soon. We haven't even had one debate, but after the gaffes that we heard Joe Biden do, I just don't know if he can pull it off. And I don't know if I want him to. Because when you elect a president, you elect a president who's the person who's going to be president. I didn't, you know, Kamala, like I said, pointed out, last in New Hampshire, last in Iowa, after spending $10 million of dollars being backed by Barack Obama. Couldn't do it. And now they're trying to hand it to her. Because we all saw it. Right? We all, excuse me, all heard it. Joe Biden's been losing his memory since 1987. He's been lying to the American people longer than that. He's just not the guy. He's just not the guy. You know, he's too many racial gaffes, too many, too many, any, everything. But that's enough. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It's always good to have you. Um, and I look forward to talking to you again. Have a good one.